creating hunger through testimonies today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's go. Hey, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. We're going to talk about testimonies today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook, and we're going to talk about how to create hunger and how to get yourself in hunger and your breakthrough. Because, you know, um, there's a lot of people who want a breakthrough. I do. You do. I always want more. So I always feel like um, you have to ride momentum. You have to break through. You have to, um, you have to do the things that create breakthrough. So I want to start off with a Really well-known scripture, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. And uh, let's talk about this one first, and then we'll work from there, and we're going to talk about the testimony. All right, so in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, uh, this is the word of the Lord. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And that word prosper actually comes from the same root to break through. Because if you're prospering, you've broken through. If you're broken through, you're prospering. And so what happens to a lot of people, and it, by the way, everyone goes through a season maybe, and we learn this. I love to tell you that, you know, oh, I've never had to deal with that in my life. I am so anointed that I live in constant breakthrough. But that's not the case. It's not the case. There's, there, You know, whether you're a healing evangelist, there's always that case you might not get healed. Whether you're a... Um, uh, whatever, you know, intercessor, and it might be the thing you don't see your pr answered prayer to, or whatever it is, you're, you you know, we we have a barrier sometimes. It's, it's, it builds character, uh, Romans chapter 5. It's going to build character through patience, through endurance in our faith. And a lot of times, um, um, the body of Christ just thinks everything should be breakthrough, to think they should pray a prayer. Most of the time, you could pray a prayer, and it's done. But there are some things you're going to have to break through. And, you know, um, the, the problem that people have that they get stuck on, maybe, maybe this is where you get stuck, is um, something doesn't go your way. <clears throat> doesn't go your way. I stood over a couple this week um, and told them about they're going to have a child. That, and I knew they were trying and they weren't able to. Now, I got this backstory later, and I'm, that's not for me to share with you because that's for them to share publicly if they want to. But I got the backstory of that. That they were trying and they were told, not going to happen. And I'm like, well, you know, God is good. You know, God didn't tell me that to sit there and go, stop trying. And the Bible says here that if you believe in the Lord your God, you're established. You you get that nice, you know, like down here in Florida, we have palm trees. And the unique thing about palm trees is that they create a very deep root system that allows it to stand in the trees. I mean, you can watch one of those in a storm. They'll be like this. Storm's over. They're right back up. They they build a very good uh, root system. It allows them to grab hold underneath and, and really hang on. But you want to prosper. You want that breakthrough. And this this word to prosper, it means to push forward. Uh, various senses they'll say to break out, to come, go over, be good, be meet, be profitable. So you can see it means to like break through that you're gonna break through this situation that you've been pushing against, 
And so why does God send prophets? Why does God send prophetic words? And why do people, even when they get a prophetic word, not prosper, not get the breakthrough? It says here, you shall, it says you have to believe in his prophets. You have to put faith in what is said. Remember what the prophets, what Jesus said, believe in a prophet and you get, you know, uh, honor a prophet like a prophet and you get a prophet's reward. Honor the prophet. In the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. Here's the deal. Like, if you don't honor him as a prophet, if you just honor him as a good deal, you might not get the same result if you regard him as who they are, a prophet of God. Okay? And a lot of times what happens to people is they get that word and instantly, instantly the enemy comes against you. And he's already telling you, uh, that's don't believe that. And you're already doubting it. You're already doubting it. And you have to, there are there is there is action on our part through faith. Sometimes God has us do something. Sometimes God has us sow a seed. Whatever it is, there is action on our part. We don't like that. We would like it all to be easy and God just to do it. I mean, I certainly, wouldn't it be nicer if God just did everything and there was no responsibility on my part? That would obviously, I would love that. Wouldn't you love that? But that's not how it works, right? And so a lot of times we get frustrated that there is a, uh, a responsibility on us to, to press in, to push forward, to make, you know, to make that way. So you have to learn to believe as prophets. And um, this is why um, I love prophesying over people. And this is why sometimes people don't like it. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in prophets. They don't believe in the prophetic word. They don't like people prosper. I mean, they don't really like, they don't, they don't believe in that. You just stand on the word of God. But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says, believe in the Lord and believe in his prophets. And so sometimes, you know, I, I see the promises and then I'll go to a meeting and somebody will give me a word and you know, and I've shown you my book how many times of all my words, and I still got more. Folks, I got so many more. Um, I've got them on iTunes. I've got them in Evernote. I've got them on voice memos. And, you know, a lot of times, this is why I, I love prophets. Now, I mean, it helps if they're accurate prophets. But I mean, how many times do I stand in front of people and they go, man, you don't know. I love when they tell me this. You don't know. And I go, yeah, I do to some extent. I don't know everything, but I know what the Lord showed me. I'm not guessing when I'm up there. I'm not trying to figure it out. And, and it's not to be false humility. It's not even prideful. It would be wrong for me to hear the voice of the Lord and say, I'm not sure when I know it's the Lord. Now, there are times where I'm like, man, was that you, God? And I'm not fully sure. But you have to believe his prophets and you have to meditate on your promises that he gives you. And so, you know, Bill Johnson talks about having index cards, which I do have index cards, but take those index cards and just start writing down prophecies. Prof prophecies. You don't have to write down the whole word, but maybe on this day, the Lord promised me in a prophetic word from so-and-so, blessing, healing, whatever, and start listing it. Because some of my words are so long, I couldn't fit them on an index card. So you want to like, just maybe do that on a uh, an index card. And then sit there through the day and you just, you know, maybe at your desk and you're doing some work. And every day for that day, you lift up another promise. You flip it over. And for that day, you're just sitting there thinking about it. And you're doing work. And maybe you're just sitting there thinking about that promise. God's promised me a husband. God's promised me a child. God's promised me to be debt-free. God's promised me to prosper. 
God's promised my child to get healed. God's promised me a new business. Whatever it might be. And you constantly do that. If you really believe what the prophet said, then you will honor it. And a lot of times Christians have a tough time to do in that because we have so beat up people with the name and claim it thing that we we don't realize how speaking things matters, okay? That our words of our mouth matter. And so we think we're just naming and claiming it. And sometimes we are, but God honors stuff. Like we, we, we don't realize that in faith, God honors stuff that the church doesn't. You know, and... Um, I don't want to share that, but I can't share that one. But there is times where I've spoken something out to the Lord in the morning, and by the afternoon, it's happened. Just not that the Lord told me that this was, I've just said to the Lord, I would like this, Lord, I really like, and I was just talking in my head, I thought. And then by the end of the day, it's done. Just like that. And he does it, and I go, Lord, that's so amazing. And it's like, it's like, I care for you, son. I care for what you care for. I care for those things in you. I want to constantly show you, remind you, I'm here. I love you. I want to take care of you. And he does that. And it's so awesome to me. And it's happened today. So I don't want to share with what it was because um, it was a private thing. And so, but it was glorious to me. Okay. And so what happens a lot of times is we're, we're duped out of um, believing God by religious spirits, by our own fears, our own disappointments. Maybe you've been disappointed. Pull out your perfect, well, I pulled them out and it never came to pass. But that's not faith. That's not faith. And it, by the way, the scripture says you're double-minded. How could you expect to receive anything from God? If you believe today, doubt tomorrow. So how do you build up that hunger? How do you build up that faith? Well, number one, I have a book here. A journal and it's called answered prayers and then I journal and I do all this stuff and sometimes I even get tired of journaling you know because I, I do do it a lot but I went back old school and I started writing stuff down a book I'm mostly what this is is like um, topic notes like the Lord speaking to me and I might do a study on the day on one subject and then he might have me preach it but the point being is that um, don't don't, don't discount these things as vital and important. It says this in uh, Revelation 19.10. It said, he said, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Why is it important to feed yourself on the testimonies, to, to flood yourself with the testimonies and all that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because as you do that, you create a, the atmosphere of prophecy. It says, it says the testimony of Jesus. What's testimony? It, testimony is what God has done for you, what Jesus has done for you, what Jesus has accomplished. And you actually create an atmosphere of prophecy. Prophecy can be foretelling and forthtelling, and it creates an atmosphere for faith. It creates an atmosphere for, for receiving from God. I have so much teaching on this. Go to lewisdesiana.com. I have so much teaching on this. Go to Locals. By the way, I've got videos up there. I, I do so many videos that, they're, you know, I, I try to give away a lot for you. Go to Locals. Go to lewisdesiana.com. Um, and uh, 
subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Rumble. Um, and do that. All right? Do that. And, and see where the Lord takes us on that. And um, do that. I mean, become a partner. So someone just sowed today. You know, look. I sow all the time. When I was up in the north in Northwest Ohio, I was sowing all the time, every night. Just to, I don't I think one night the Lord said, you know, I don't want you to give tonight. It was one night. I'd given and I'd given and I'd given and I'd given and I'd given. Guess what? God provided. God provided. God provided. God provided. God provided. I just kept giving. Why do I do that? Because I have to sow into something so great. I have to sow into what God is doing. I have to sow into what is happening around me. I'm telling you what, if you're if you want to create hunger, start, you know, let me turn around here. Let me point out a couple books. Here's John G. Lake. Here's Mary Woodeth Eder. Here's Smith Wigglesworth. Okay. These three books are filled with their stories. Um you can, I mean, you can see all my books I have. I have a ton of them behind here. Um, I am constantly, um, I, I didn't have a book uh, to promote. I guess I could, let me promote a book up here. Here's my friend Todd's book, The Secret Place. Oh, man, such a good book. I actually pulled that out um, this last week and um, and read through some of it again. Here's another great book, Open Heavens, Bill Johnson. I love this book because Bill, Bill talks about stuff in this book that he, um, I've heard him te talk about in leadership, but he hadn't really written about it. And so it's the first time he's written about some of that stuff in there. But, you know, another book by Bill, Hosting the Presence. I mean, I've got book. Here's another one. Oh, Jesus. You want to set yourself on fire? The World of Flame, the Welsh Revival. I mean, you know, and I and I do this, and I, I think that people don't understand the benefit of constantly, constantly, constantly feeding your soul. Feeding your soul. My soul gets weary. Um, I get tired. And and but one of the ways I strengthen myself is uh, through reading the testimonies, reading the Word of God, uh, it strengthens me. It strengthens my soul. It strengthens my mind. So I think that it is something important to um, for you to do. And if you if you do that, if you constantly do that, if you constantly will um, feed yourself on the testimony, it will create hunger. And and you know, normal church doesn't make room for testimony. Doesn't make room for testimony. You know, it, we just, we don't know what to do with it. You know, because our sermons are so important. My sermon's not important. Matter of fact, I don't even think I really preached that much this Sunday. I had something, but I didn't have anything. After I had that encounter with God on the floor and I started ministering to people, I didn't have a whole lot. I mean, all I wanted to do was to really was to, to testify of Jesus. And people were touched, you know, and I and I asked them to actually write down some stuff. And, you know, some people have written down some of the things that happened for them on this Sunday. Um, and 
And why do I want him? To, why do I want? Why is that important? Because um, it's important that you uh, you learn to express what. Kind, a lot of times, what we do is we like a post, but we don't ever share it and actually write down our testimony with. Um, so it, it's what we should do. So do that. Feed yourself on the testimonies. Look up online. Um, and you can probably find this online. I know I have it here. Um, so you can always DM me and maybe I can message it to you. And it's called um, Adventures in God, I think is the name of it. And what it is, is um, I'm going to look it up to make sure that's the actual title. Um, yeah, it's an Adventures in God and it's Testimonies of John G. Lake. It's like 60-something pages long. And if you'll DM me, then um, I will um, try to make this available to you. Matter of fact, um, I'll try to uh, DM me. If you do that, then I'll try to make this available on my website where you can download it. It's it's an amazing document. And, it go, and I mean, I read this thing and I get... Um, it just goes through all these encounters with John G. Lake. This book, these books have a lot of their sermons in it, okay, and their thoughts. But this one has a lot of the healing rooms of John G. Lake and stuff like that, where he was caught up and taken to Wales and prayed for a man and came back to Africa. I mean, just some really interesting stuff. So I suggest, this is just me, I suggest that you actually give yourself to just the testimonies. Give yourself a month of testimonies. Again, with your prophetic words, take an index card, a couple of them, and just start writing them down. Maybe maybe you have transcribed them. You know, I got a prophetic word from Apostle Watson, uh, Ricardo Watson in Virginia. He sent me a prophetic word uh, about three years ago. That came to pass. And I had that prophetic word on my a mirror on my desk and on my dresser for two years. I taped it up, had it hanging there, and I'd read it when I was brushing my teeth or if I was getting stuff off my dresser or if I was at the office, I had it. Why do you do that? It's important to keep things in front of you. It's important to do that. And I'm, I'm shocked at times that the body of Christ doesn't do that enough. Doesn't do that enough. And then they wonder why they're weary. They wonder why they're tired. They wonder why they're worn out. And it's it's usually because they haven't fed their soul properly. They haven't fed themselves on the testimonies of God. The testimony of God is food. And, and if you learn that, if you learn that it's food, um, uh, man, it will, um, it will help you tremendously. Let's just go through um, some scriptures. Listen to this. All the paths, O Lord, are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. You know, the testimonies of God are sure way. All right. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Um, testimonies are a powerful thing that we sometimes, um, we, we don't 
we don't understand to the degree we need to. Testimonies are like bearing witness to what who God is and what He's done. And sometimes we don't um, we don't understand that. It's not just a history lesson. It's actually what lies in the testimony is the power um, to duplicate. And that's why, you know, that's why if you look at healing crusades, we bring up the people healed for them to testify so that other people out there, will, their faith will come up and they will begin to move in faith and receive what's in the room already. It's lying right there, but they're not feeding themselves on the testimony. They grow weary. They stop doing what's good. And they go like this, and they want someone else to inflate them. It's not their job. Not their job. Um, there, are, there are a lot. There are, by the way, a lot of scriptures just in Psalms on testimonies. So word search that and go through all those. Testimonies are a powerful thing. Okay? And... When you do that, you will actually feed yourself. You will actually, I mean, when you feed on what God's doing, see, what most people feed themselves on is what they think God is not doing. Well, yeah, I mean, I sat in a, I sat in a meeting. I did a meeting in Idaho where I prayed for 30. I had 30 people were healed. And a guy got mad because one person wasn't. And he got mad. And I said, you know, if you had rejoiced over the 30, he might have done the one. But when you got mad at the 30 and didn't rejoice, you shut it off. You shut it off. You have to, um, you have to live by the testimonies. You have to learn how powerful those things are and, and to keep yourself strong in them. I mean, people try to steal that from you. What did God do for you? Remember, remember this verse. Um, huh. There's a lot, there a lot of verses with testimony or testimony. Listen to this. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. You know, you want to overcome? Over, overcoming in this world is not just by the blood, but by your testimony. Do not lose your testimony in God. Do not lose your testimony in the salvation of Christ. And live by, listen to, and adhere to, and rejoice in the testimony of others. Even if it's not your breakthrough. I didn't get mine, but Lord, I'm so happy for that person. Now you go, but I don't feel happy. Well, leave your feelings aside and do what's right. I'm not led by my feelings. I have a bunch of feelings, but I'm not led by my feelings. I'm not going to be controlled by my feelings. I'm not going to let them dictate to me. I'm going to let his spirit, his word, his way dictate to me. And that means that sometimes I acknowledge my feeling, but I don't let it control me. I know that what I want to do is get jealous, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rejoice that you touch somebody else. And you begin to feed yourself. And see, I've, I've, I've always rejoiced for the most part. I've probably been 90, 95% accurate on this, if I say this, where I've rejoiced in other people's victory. I just, I, I, I really do. 
I work hard to help other people get a breakthrough. Um, I love seeing people restored. I love seeing people's faith lit up. I love, I love that about the Lord. So I work really hard about that. And I, I think that what you need to understand, what I need to understand is the power of that testimony for God, to, for him to do it again when he does the testimony, that we need to understand that and live by that. And, and, and understand the power of the testimony that it, it actually creates an atmosphere that says, to, says, do it again, God. Do it again. And if you do that, you'll start stirring up the hunger. Watch the videos. You know, Todd puts out videos. Charlie Shamp puts out. People put out videos of miracles of what God's doing. And you're sitting there going, yeah, but I need a miracle. Well, then grab onto the testimony. Start giving thanks for that person. Start giving thanks for that person. Say, Lord, thank you for healing that person. I know I need a touch. I know that I need that in my life. I don't have it, but I'm going to give you thanks for that. And rejoice and praise you for it. And it's going to help me build my faith. It's going to help me increase in faith and strength so that I can receive my miracle. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Hope you have a great day. Man, it's going to be a good week. Hallelujah. This Sunday at the Gate Church, I am, I am looking forward to this Sunday with the saints again. Amen. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.